Thank you for tuning in to another Cleveland versus the World podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the J.J. Watt signing. Um, two years, 31 mil, well, up to 31 million with the Arizona Cardinals. 23 million of that is guaranteed. So, I mean, if he gets paid all 31 million, it's about 15 and a half million a year. Now, there was a lot that went down with this. There were people, I mean, obviously Arizona Cardinal fans should be happy. I mean, they're getting J.J. Watt and Hus- um and Chandler Jones. Hassan Reddick may leave in free agency, but I think this is a big signing for the Cardinals. Um, I, I think that, that D-line is going to be pretty good. And they play in a tough division, so they're absolutely going to need it. But, you know, this really kind of came out of left field. I mean, the, the Cardinals were not in the mix at all. I mean, everyone kind of thought it was going to be, you know, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Buffalo, or Cleveland. Those was, that was really the consensus top four. Um. I think I mean I think a lot of Cleveland fans thought he was going to come here. I know I did. I, I thought he was going to come here. You know, pair him with Miles Garrett, and he said he really wanted to contend for a ring this year. And he goes to an eight and eight team. But the, I mean, the Cardinals lost a lot of close games. I think that they're going to get a little bit better this year. So I think overall, it's a good move for him. Um, I, I saw something that said he has relations with their defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph. That's good for him. Um, I, I think that. Like I said, you pair him with Chandler Jones. And it, actually, J.J. Watt was double teamed 30% of the time last year. That is easily first. You know, for comparison, Miles Garrett, I think, was like third, and he was double teamed 27% of the time. So, I mean, they obviously, I mean, teams double teamed him all throughout the year, which is why his sack numbers were a little bit low. He only had five sacks last year, although he did play a full 16 games. But this is really part of the reason why I think I'm going to say that I think the Browns dodged a bullet here. I, I, I think this is a good um, a, a good thing for the Browns that he did not come here. Because, I mean, paying you're already paying Miles Garrett $25 million a year. Paying, you know, J.J. Watt another $15 million a year. Where, in my opinion, I think he, um, that's a little too much money. Um, he has been injury prone. He's only played two full seasons in the last five years. And even in the one full season he played this year, he only had five sacks. So uh, he he's thirty one years old. I mean he he's he's not getting any younger. He has not been the same JJ Watt. It's as simple as that. I mean he has not been the same. Um, you know, three years ago he had sixteen sacks. So it he's not the same anymore. And I think that a lot of people wanted him, and a lot of teams were going to throw him money because of his brand. I mean sure sure he's a great locker room guy. But, I mean, that's really a lot of money for a, a, a guy who's only going to get you five sacks and who's just a great locker room guy. So I, I think that is a little bit expensive. And there was the report that Andrew Barry tossed in, uh, tossed out more money at him than the Cardinals offered, which I find hard to believe. And then Mary Kay Kabat came out today and said that that was false. So, you know, what's true, what isn't, who knows. But overall, I think the Browns dodged a bullet here. I, I think if you can get away from, you know, those expensive guys, this is the same reason why I, I, I didn't really want Richard Sherman. I, I, I thought Richard Sherman was aging and he was going to get paid more off his brand and his name than he is his skill level. Because, you know, so some edge rushers that are getting paid around $15 million a year, guys like Dante Fowler Jr., Bud Dupree, Shaq Barrett, Melvin Ingram, you know, those kinds of guys. And Shaq Barrett's pretty good. But I, I think, you know, I... A lot of people looked at that two years, $31 million and said, oh, that's a lot of money. But, I mean, some of the top edge rushers, I mean, Miles Garrett's getting $25 million a year. Khalil Mack's getting 23 and a half. Joey Bosa's getting 27 
you know, so I mean, those top tier guys are getting paid a little bit more, and I mean, he got, he he didn't get paid as much, which he probably shouldn't have. I mean, he obviously was not as productive as some of those other guys. So all in all, I I think expensive, injury prone, and aging. I think it was good that the Browns passed up on him, um, or at least he didn't come here. If he would have came here, Cleveland would have been happy. And I think that the Browns would really be looked at as his prime Super Bowl contender because, I mean, J.J. Watt and Miles Gear, that would have been an absolute nightmare for offensive lines. But, yeah, so I think, I mean, an alternative solution, drafting an edge rusher. There's Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, who I really like. I think the Browns are going to try and get him late in the first round. And he's a lot less expensive. He's a lot younger. And, I mean, he's not necessarily going to get a whole lot of attention because teams are going to be worried about stopping Miles Garrett. So I, I think that's a lot better than having to go out and spend all this money for J.J. Watt. And and like I said, you know, I mean, this is not a knock on J.J. Watt. I think this was a really good move for him. He's going to, he's going to a team where he's going to be able to compete. I mean, you know, the Cardinals are going to win games, possibly make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to struggle in such a tough division. But he's going to go and compete. He's reunited with DeAndre Hopkins. And he already knows Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator. Um, I think this is a good. I think this is a good move for the Cardinals because there's a lot of talk that Hassan Reddick might leave in free agency, so that gives them a little more um, protection defensively. And it's one of the best pass rushers in football because actually JJ Watt and Chandler Jones are top two in the league in sacks since 2016. I think JJ Watt is like 95, and Chandler Jones is like 97. So I, I mean, that's really really good. But again, like I said, I think that. J.J. Watt's only getting paid because of his brand. I think he's only getting paid because of, you know, what he used to be. I mean, you you saw the numbers. This past year, he only had five sacks, and he played a whole 16 games. He's only played two full seasons in the last five years, like I said. So it's 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 too much of a risk, in my opinion, especially for the Browns, where, you know, the big talk is they're going to have to pay a lot of guys coming up. So I, I think it's better to save the money here, especially on – I mean – I'd rather have J.J. Watt than Richard Sherman, I think. But, uh, JJ, I mean, J.J. Watt's a little bit younger. But, yeah, I, I think it's good that the Browns passed up on J.J. Watt. If you draft an edge rusher, Gregory Rousseau out of Miami is going to be a big name to keep track of in the coming months. I think it worked out for the Browns. So thank you for tuning in, as always, and stay tuned for some more content. I'll have um, a few more um episodes coming out i'm gonna get a mock draft out coming up soon i'm in the middle of it i'm like halfway done so yeah stay tuned and thank you for listening